0: Shock Monkey Radio is entertainment for adults, by adults, and the views and opinions expressed here do not reflect upon the sponsors or FXBG Public Radio. For additional information, please refer to the United States Bill of Rights. Stand warned. So, when I was a teenager, I got really sick, like a really bad flu. I was up chucking for like two days. I couldn't keep anything down. And my dad, he said, is like, you know what we need to do? We need to use a suppository on you, <laughs> okay? And so, um, so I'm sitting there laying in my bed and my dad's like, you know, put your put your knees to your chest and like, okay. And so he shoves this pill up my butt and uh and I was able to get better because I got some medication in me. And I wasn't able to keep anything down. So it was the only, only uh uh only thing that I had to uh, I could do <laughs> I could have done to make uh, get medicine in me. And so um, I was just thinking about, you know, it's a kind of a weird tale about how lucky I was to have had a father <laughs> who loves me enough to shove a pill up my butt. And so uh, I hope your, your father is the same kind of father uh, to you as my father was to me. But in many ways, I know it's kind of a rarity, and I, I do have to count my blessings in that regard. You know, I was talking to him the other day and I was like, you know, what exactly was it? You know, and was like and he's like, I can't remember if it was like uh, acetaminophen with, with uh, codeine or I, I, I do we, we couldn't figure out what exactly it was. He shoved up my ass. And so, um, I mean, it could have been a Tic Tac for all I know. But I mean, it didn't feel like a Tic Tac. That's for sure. Anyway, this is Shock Monkey Radio. I am your host, the madman. Hello and welcome. There was this other time I uh, when I tried to kill myself. Uh, I was in the hospital, and they they wouldn't let me leave until they got a urine sample from me, but I, I couldn't pee. I, I just couldn't pee, and there's this poor nurse, this poor guy sitting there, and he's like, well, I mean, I need that urine sample, so either you, you pee or pee in this cup, or I'm going to stick a catheter up there and extract the urine. I couldn't pee. I couldn't pee. We waited and waited and waited. We turned on, like, water so I could hear and, and stuff like that. So I can hear the water running. Maybe get me going. I couldn't go, and so this poor nurse had to shove a catheter up my, up my uh, urethra, trying to be, <laughs> trying to be kind about it. He shoved shoved this thing, and he really kind of jammed it in there. And uh, I pissed blood for like a week afterwards. And I don't blame him. He, he he had every right to be mad. I should have been able to pee because as soon as he hit that cat, as soon as he like tapped into the catheter and everything started going, then I could finish up. I had a, apparently I had a full bladder. So, I mean, he got what he needed, and I still had to keep going. <laughs> so, he had every right to jab me with that catheter, and I pissed blood for a week. I, he had every right to do that. So, that's just another another little story that has nothing to do with the first one. So, uh, I want to remind you that I have a Patreon. Go over to patreon.com slash radio. Become a patron. I would really appreciate it. Help keep me in business, because, uh, you know, this is a, uh, you know, uh, yeah, that's a starving artist kind of work, you know what I mean, and um, I'm really happy that I'm up on Patreon. I'm glad Patreon is back, and I want to thank you, Bill O'Reilly. I want to thank you, Tommy Loren, for upvoting my posts on Patreon. And that's what I love about uh, Patreon is that you know now my content is now available to people who actually are would be interested. In this kind of content, so thank you, Bill O'Reilly. Thank you for Tommy Loren for supporting me in some little way. I would prefer you went to patreoncom radio and sent me uh, become a patron or advertise on uh, sh- uh, patreoncom radio or you can send me Cash App money through you know it's fake money anyway. You know you never really touch it; it's just digital. It's not real money anyway. So you can just send it to my the right side. yeah Shock Monkey Radio hashtag Shock Monkey Radio on the motherfucking Cash App. I would appreciate it. Thank you very much. Also, check out my YouTube, like, share, and subscribe to my videos. Search Shock Monkey Radio on YouTube. And um, I'm up on BitChute, but BitChute's really been pissing me off lately. So I have a- some videos up there. I will be putting some videos up there. Okay. So I, I found this old box of cassette tapes in my-, in my room. And I need to find a cassette player. Rather, I need to find a cassette player that can digitize information and like turn the stuff that's on tapes into mp3s now i'm not talking about taking my old you know queen's (laughs) queen's greatest hits hits mix i've made or the what i have a a ton of like blues traveler (laughs) and dave matthews band cassette tapes apparently i was listening to that stuff a lot back in the day and so um i have all these old cassette tapes so i need to find a way to digitize them because there's a couple of things i really would like to get uh digital uh forms of and that's my old radio demo tape and i don't know if you Know this, but back in the day, back before uh, MP3s and stuff like that, you had to make a physical cassette tape that was a loop cassette tape that was only about a minute long. And in that minute, you know, it's just a bunch of you know just samples of your voice and you talking on the radio and so forth. And so that's what <laughs> that's what I had. And so I'd love to get a hold of that uh, in in digital format. Also, I had this cassette tape that I'd worked on for years. It was like me and my friends, you know, we'd uh, we'd save farts for the cassette recorder. And I always had this cassette tape in and ready to go. And it's like, I got a fart brewing and you go and you run into my room and you grab the little cassette, you hit record and you shove it up next to your friend's button. And And so I had this like a 25 minute long clip of just farts from me and my friends over the years. And I would love to get a digital copy of that for my own particular purposes. (laughs) So absolutely. Um, and when I was looking through these old tapes, I was reminded of the time it was like when I first got voicemail, and I think it was associated with my pager where you could leave um a voicemail message to my pager service, and I could call the <coughs> excuse me call the number and get the pager service and so I'd been given and I'd been searching for a job uh at radio stations <laughs> and so my outgoing voicemail message way back in the day was um uh, it was uh, me f- faking it was like today we're talking about a uh, Animal husbandry, animal husbandry here on WXXXFM. I'm the madman. Go caller, you're on the air. And apparently, it's a couple of places that tried to call me and offer me a position. And uh, they thought they'd accidentally called some radio stations. <laughs> call in line instead. <laughs> and thought I was pranking them. And I kind of was. But, you know, if you don't have enough sense that, you know, that's not actually how <laughs> radio works. I don't know what to tell you, but I, I don't know. I was just looking through this old, old box of cassette tapes, and I was trans- instantly transported to the '90s. I could feel the flannel on my neck <laughs> as I was looking in there. <laughs> the in the, the what, what was I smoking back? The Camel Wides, drinking <laughs> ciders. Oh man, it takes me back. Okay, so here's the thing: is I was looking at. Um, I was, something p- popped in my head the other night and I was drinking and something popped in my head tonight and it's like, you know, there are some really good rants that are in movies. And I think and I was watching a movie and I saw this rant and I said, that's a really good rant. I, I think I want to start collecting movie rants. And so I, I think I'm going to like, maybe maybe three a week if I feel like it, if I <laughs> continue to co- find interest in this topic. So I found uh, like three 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 movie rants <clears throat> That I want to read to you, and you see if you can guess the movie before it's over, and I tell you. All right. Because I want to collect these movie rants because rants are, rants in movies are funny because the longer the rant is in the movie, the more unreasonable it is. Because as a person who rants generally, like pretty much everywhere I go, you know, uh, short of this hour of time that I have, there's always someone going, oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> there's always somebody to interrupt you despite before you even reach the crescendo of your rant you know what i mean you probably don't you probably don't rant like i do and so in movies they tend to be short rants just to make them believable but sometimes they do get pretty long and so um i do want to uh read you these rants and you see if you can guess before the end where anyway, i tell you what it's from where do you think you're going nobody's leaving Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. No, no. We're all in this together. This is a full-blown, four-alarm holiday emergency right here. We're going to press on. We're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas. It's Bing Crosby tap-danced with Danny fucking K. And when Santa squeezes his fat, white ass down that chimney tonight, he's going to find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nut house. Good rant. That's from Chevy Chase, Clark Griswold, in Christmas Vacation, if you didn't know. And so I, I <laughs> it's a good rant, tap dance with Danny, fucking gay that's the guy's at the end of his rope, you know <laughs> It's a good rant now here this this little tiny rant is what made me uh, come up with this idea because I was watching this movie again recently, and so it was this rant because I think I think this rant kind of applies today it applies it could it applies to so many women these days anyway, you know what your problem is? You're so goddamn bored, you have to invent things to bitch about. You don't have a single thing to do on this earth except for your hair. The closet was fine. You just needed something to fill up your useless, nail-polishing, toe-polishing, rich, bitch, sun-tanning days. And that was from Kurt Russell in Overboard. <laughs> yeah. right? It's a great little, it's, it's a great terse little insult. And uh, I think it applies to so many people. It's like they're so bored that they're just inventing things to cancel, inventing things to bitch about. Really? Goldie Hawn and Kurt? Yes. Kurt Russell's the man. I don't know how many Kurt Russell movies i watched in the past week. Yeah, I've watched uh, in the past week. week. I don't know. It's just because they keep coming up in my feed or something like that. And if I see Big Trouble in Little China, you know I'm going to watch that. Anyway, (coughs) Overboard is a great comedy as well. Um, cause when, uh, Joanna, when she disappears, uh, Grant, her husband, he starts getting really fucking weird <laughs> anyway. And now this is one, uh, you're probably going to get pretty quickly because it's probably a class. It's, it's one of the greatest rants to happen to after 2000 on film. All right. And it's delivered by an excellent, excellent actor. Okay. Flaming Dragon, fuck-faced. First, take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! I don't know what kind of pan-Pacific bullshit power play you're trying to pull here, but Asia Jack is my territory. So whatever you're thinking, you better think again. Otherwise, I'm going to have to head down there and I'll rain down an ungodly fucking firestorm upon you. You're going to have to call the fucking United Nations and get a fucking binding resolution to keep me from fucking destroying you. I'm talking scorched earth, motherfucker. I will massacre you. I will fuck you up. (laughs) He hangs up and he turns to his assistant. Can you find out who that was? (laughs) I don't know who it is, but I just threatened him. So I'm going to have to know who that is. (laughs) And that is, of course, Tom Cruise as Les Grossman from Tropic Thunder. (laughs) If you haven't seen that movie, it's... It's brilliant. It's brilliant. And you even got all these woke motherfuckers to play these parts, you know? You got Robert Downey Jr. in blackface, and he's one of the wokest bastards in, in the world. That's why those movies are so hilarious. Well, I mean, to be fair. You have your mic on or something? Oh. Yeah. EK's talking to me, so I got to remind him to turn his mic on. To be fair. Yeah. Uh, the whole point of the blackface in that movie is to call attention to the inappropriateness of blackface. Sure. Absolutely. But I'm like sure that's how they pitched it to Robert Downey Jr. Very on the nose, yeah. too. Mhm. Absolutely. <laughs> so I think I might be collecting these rants. I just want to keep them for myself Just so that so I can you know, you pull one out of your back back pocket so that you 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 throw a rant at somebody like that like like if you're out there on the street and some woke person is like, "Why aren't you wearing a mask?" It's like, "You know what your problem is? You're so goddamn bored. You have to invent things to bitch about. You don't have a single thing to do on this earth except your hair." My not having a mask is fine. You just need something to fill up your useless nail polishing, toe polishing, rich bitch sun tanning days. And then you walk away. That somebody who overheard this is like, that sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Did he just quote overboard? enough Yeah, Mike could get away with it. It's old enough. Was that, was that overboard? It's Jim Gaffigan's overhearing. <laughs> Was that a report that he's using? <laughs> anyway, so it might be a short show today because I just got the mailbag to do before the news knowing because we we definitely got to talk about this uh, Meghan Markle stuff. Um, so let's go to the mailbag, and you can reach me at madman at fxbgpr dot com if you want me to feature you. I won't use your email address like I use people in uh, in in today's emails. I won't use your email address, and I'll just, I'll just respond on the air. Uh, so, Madman, do you only like black women? Uh, no, that's racist. I like women who are beautiful and willing to speak their minds, who are not afraid of, ha- who are not afraid of having an unpopular opinion and are willing to, ex- to express it. And since we currently live in an epoch that seems to be that most white women are terrified to push back against PC and woke culture, black women tend to shine under such conditions. Mm Mm-mm, you can't tell me what I can and can't say. or hell no, motherfucker, you can't force me to wear a mask. I'm attracted to women who are not afraid to be themselves. If they are black, who gives a shit? I'm not the racist one. I think most modern women could take a page out of black women's playbook and stop trying to please everyone. That's how we got into this dystopian nightmare. It's a bunch of white women trying to censor everyone so that nobody's feelings ever get hurt again, which is an insane and impossible task. All right, let's go on to this next email. Uh, Dear Madman, you're fat, you're ugly. Your teeth are jacked up. Your humor is hit or miss. You're too smart to be relatable and too ugly to make people relate to you. Your reading is choppy because you have to make little comments, sometimes too quickly and under your breath, and we can't hear or understand it. In short, you suck. Uh, ouch, I do get a lot of these. Um, well, that's just like your opinion, man. Well, there's not much... <laughs> yeah, standing ovation from EK. Well, there's not much I can do about my looks or personality, but I can try to improve my brief asides to make them more hearable. Audible, excuse me. Thanks for the input. We'll take it into consideration. You Fucking prick. All right, um, (laughs) Madman, 9-11 was an inside job, idiot. (laughs) Um, Well, I can't remember the last time I talked about 9-11, but I have to disagree with you. People don't keep secrets that well. I worked in classified areas, and it's a simple fact. For thousands of people involved in such a conspiracy to keep their mouths shut is impossible. Look at Edward Snowden. What he learned in his classified job did not contribute to the death of almost 3,000 Americans, yet his own ethical code forced him to break his oath to the American people for right or wrong. That is what happens. People are far too unpredictable for such a large conspiracy. And even when it comes to top-secret information and stuff like that, it's like the biggest point of failure is human intelligence. <laughs> it's most often wrong. It's most, <laughs> it's most often lost or unreliable. It's <laughs> yeah, there's too many people. There's too many people. People fuck things up. You've met people, right? That's what they do, they fuck things up. Anyway, let's go ahead and get into the news worth knowing because all of our news stories today will be talking about England's monarchy and Meghan Markle. Not. Who gives a shit about any of this stuff? Some the princess and the p Oh, it's so hard to not be a princess. Oh, the queen, the 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 useless monarchy. (laughs) They don't even matter anymore. Why does anyone give a shit? Why did I pick up my news today and the first 10 stories are about this bullshit? Anyway, let's go ahead and get to the news worth knowing. Which isn't, which isn't (laughs) anything to do with Meghan Markle. All right. Department of Homeland Security chief requests volunteers to help at southern border amid overwhelming migrant surge. Homeland Security uh, Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas on Monday asked DHS staff to volunteer to help deal with what he conceded was an overwhelming number of migrants at the border as the administration scrambles to deal with the escalating crisis. Quote, today I've activated the volunteer force to support Customs and Border Protection as they face a surge in migration across the, along, along the southwest border, Mayorkas said in an email to his staff seen by Fox News. Quote, you have likely seen the news about the overwhelming numbers of the migrants seeking uh, access to this country along the southwest border. He said, President Biden and I are committed to ensuring that our nation has a safe, orderly, and hum- humane immigration system while, we, while continuing to balance all, all the other critical DHS missions. Volunteers will be used in a non-law enforcement capacity with uh, duties including managing property, preparing meals, doing supply runs, prescription medicine runs, housekeeping, and assisting con- in, control- in control rooms. Who would think that just, it's just like we're looking for volunteers to give them guns and anyway? Obviously. Okay. Mayorkas noted that the force had been used in 2019 during the border crisis in the spring and summer. In 2019, over 900 volunteers deployed to support the CBP, that's uh, Customers Border Patrol, um, colleagues during a similar migration sur- surge, Mayor said. Please consider joining the volunteer force to again provide needed humanitarian support along the southwest border and relief for our CBP colleagues. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, it is the latest sign the administration is gearing up for a migrant crisis similar to that the country faced in 2019, which saw more than 140,000 apprehensions, apprehensions a month at its peak. Uh, border numbers for February will be announced later this week and expected to show a significant increase over January. The Trump administration put in place a number of protections to deal with the 2019 crisis and and end pull fa- uh, factors bringing migrants north. While critics called many many of the policies cruel, numbers declined dramatically and the practice of catch and release by migrants was released were released into the interior was largely largely ended. However, the Biden administration has unravelled many of the Trump-era policies, including migrant prote- uh, protection protocols which keep migrants in Mexico for their hearings and agreements with the Northern Triangle countries, and has been struggling with a dramatic surge in migration in recent weeks, particularly in unaccompanied children and families. That crisis has been exacerbated by the Mexican government's refusal to take families with children, in some cases, by the, and by the COVID-19 pandemic. As the administration has started releasing families into the interior, it is open, opening migrant centers for both families and UACs with un, 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 unaccompanied children, and is considering using a military base in Virginia to hold child migrants. Additionally, let me see what there's a link here. what's what base in Virginia? What base in Virginia? Uh, Richmond, Fort Lee, okay. Eh. I don't care. I <laughs> will just wonder if it's a naval base. Is been a base I've been to? <laughs> anyway, uh, to house the child migrants. Additionally, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has told the facilities that they can open up to 100% capacity. Meanwhile, senior administration officials traveled to the border on Saturday and will brief President Biden this week. <clears throat> Mayorka's description of the surge of the border was overwhelm- as overwhelming comes a week after he was asked if there was a crisis at the border and said that he doesn't believe there was. Quote, I think that the answer, the answer is no. I think there's a challenge at the border and we are managing and we have our resources dedicated to managing it. Oh, God. You soften all, soften all the language. Jeez Louise. All right. So uh, here's the thing. You know, Biden won the election. All right. And now all these people south of the Rio Grande <laughs> think they sneak in here and become rich. All right. That's what they think. And, you know, that's, they think that they're going to get to become citizens under Biden. All right. I'm all about legal, legal immigration. But, you know, unraveling these things is like, because that's what they're hoping. They're coming here because I think Biden's president is going to be, it's going to be amnesty for all illegal immigrants. And it shouldn't be like that. Silly Democrats. Let's talk about the silly Democrats in Nevada. Nevada Democratic Party staff quit after Democratic Socialists sweep party leadership positions from a report. The entire Nevada Democratic Party staff quit after a left-wing slate of candidates picked up seats in the party's leadership. The party's executive director, Alania Mounts, sent an email to Judith Whitmer, who won a spot as the party's chair on Saturday, notifying Whitmer that she and her staff members were resigning. That included the party's operation director, research director, communications director, and finance director. The Intercept reported Monday. Whitmer has run as part of the Nevada Dems progressive slate in opposition to the progressive unity slate run by the Democratic Party. Quote, we weren't really surprised in that we were prepared for it, Whitmer told The Intercept. But what hit us by surprise was sort of shocking is that for, for a slate that claimed that, they're, that they were all about unity, They kept this false narrative of division going on throughout the entire campaign. In fact, they kept intensifying that. That's what was surprising about it, It was the willingness to just walk away instead of working with us. A former party staffer indicated that the Intercept that Whitmer would reverse progress seen in the party. Quote, I knew I couldn't work with her and watch her destroy the years of hard work so many operatives put into making our state party the best state party in the country, the anonymous staffer said. The incident reflected long-standing tension within the party which has seen conflict between the establishment members like Hillary Clinton and progressives like Senator Bernie Sanders, independent of Vermont, who identifies as a Democratic Socialist. The Democratic Socialists of America, along with the left caucus, reportedly ran the Nevada Dems progressive slate for leadership, with every candidate except one as a dues-paying member of the local DSA. Jeez Louise. Yeah, so here's the thing. Um, reasonable Democrats. Reasonable Democrats. You know, toe the line. You know, I, I know it's tough. I know it's tough out there because you're seeing these radical elements in your own party, you know, are starting to gain steam. And you know what? I, I think you need to, you know, I'm not saying you go and join the Republican Party, but you probably should because that's where the smart people go. Uh, you should join, either join the Republican Party or at least work with them to help, help you clean house and get the radicals out of power, get the radicals out of your own tent. All right? I think Republicans are pretty good. About keeping the radicals out of their own tent, you know, it's some, it's something I, I don't think that the left has mastered because they're just too, hey man, it's, it's all good, man. <laughs> and you know these uh these socialists is like, first of all, it's like I think Nevada is nothing but cities. I think it's city desert, city desert, and so I think that's it, that's why it's been a blue state. I think it's a blue state. Is Nevada a blue state? <sighs> nah. Nevada. Vada, a blue state. Anyway. <laughs> never, never comes up just yet. Anyway, but I mean, and that's just the, that's just the fact of the matter about cities is that cities are <laughs> blue. Cities are blue, you know, they're liberal. And so, uh, and when, you know, and that makes them echo chambers in many ways. And so that's why, you know, the, the, <laughs> The liberalism just keeps compounding and exponentially increasing in these uh, these these cities and so forth. And now Nevada, you know, is <laughs> you know gets taken over by the the radicals and the Democrats. You know, want to all all resign, which is their their right to do. They have every right to do that. Uh, and the you know the the Democratic socialists maybe may say it's like I don't know why they don't work with us. And it's like because you're. You're political terrorists in many ways. The the woke culture is political terrorism in many ways. Or if you prefer, a very refined online bullying. Okay, When you talk about somebody pulling up old tweets and somebody getting canceled and all this other stuff and and the social media runs wild with rumors and all that nonsense, what you're talking about is a very sophisticated online bullying. So it's hard to deal with political terrorists because political terrorists... They don't make compromises. And so when it comes to the Democratic Socialists of America, no, they're not going to work with you because you won't work with them. All right? It's the same thing that's coming out of the White House press secretary. All right? Because I don't think Joe Biden's saying it at all. I think he's napping. All right? What's coming out of them is the same type of thing. It's like, why can't everyone work with us except for those evil Republicans? If you're an evil Republican, the hell with you. So... That's political terrorism. It's sophisticated online bullying. Anyway, let's go on to this next story. Los Angeles Deputy DA slams pro-criminal, anti-victim Gascon for banning the death penalty. A Los Angeles Deputy District Attorney is slamming District Attorney uh, George Gas- Gascon's decision to ban the death penalty. John Hatami, who is involved with efforts to recall Gascon from his from his post, joined Fox and Friends to discuss the implications of the policy. Hatami cited a case of Anthony Avalos, a ten-year-old boy who was allegedly tortured and murdered by his mother and her boyfriend in 2018. The two defendants will no longer face the possibility of a death penalty as a result of Gascon's Gascon's policy. It's a tough word to say with my white tongue. <laughs> All right, and then they list the conversation. I guess I got to read it. Uh, John Hatami said, "It's a really, really sad day in Los Angeles. In 2012, millions of Angelenos voted for the death penalty. Again in 2016, millions of Angelenos voted for the death penalty. We now have a district attorney who is pro-criminal, anti-victim, and who refuses to follow the law. The decision to seek the death penalty was made by a committee through the, through a rigorous process. This happened over a year ago, with discussions with the family, talking into taking into consideration." the mitigation of, of the defendants, taking into consideration any evidence the defense attorneys presented. This case was presented to a court. It was put in, put on the record in front of a judge. You know, it was announced to everybody, and so you're now taking a case and just turning it upside down. You're basically telling the family members that you don't care about them and you're just re-victimizing them. It's sad. According to the evidence, Anthony Avalos was tortured over a long period of time. He was forced to stand in a corner. He was forced to have his knees placed in uncooked rice. He was beaten repeatedly every single day. He was starved. He was isolated. He was called all sorts of names. He was injured from head to toe. The evidence presented to the grand jury was very, very clear. Not only that, it is made public so everybody could see. It's a very transparent case. This decision is very, very clear. You should never put a price tag on justice, especially when you're talking about a little child. More important, George Gascon Gascon, believes that somehow if you murder and torture a child, or if you rape or torture a child, you could be rehabilitated. I want him to get on this show, and, or any show, and tell all Americans what program in a, is in a state prison to rehabilitate a person who murders and tortures a child. All right. Now, here's the thing about the uh, here's the thing about uh, the death penalty. It's a very, very tough question, even for me. Even for me, it's like, do I support the death penalty? Yes, on paper. But if somebody comes to me and it's like, we want you to throw the switch, I don't know if I can have that on my conscience. So it's a very tough question. And if you're talking about, like, if you, if you think that somebody tortures a child or murders a child or rapes a child, cannot be re- rehabilitated. I mean, I don't, I don't see why you think anybody could be rehabilitated. And so it's like should <laughs> death penalty for everyone, for every, every crime. And so I think that you have to believe that even somebody who does such horrible things cannot be rehabilitated. I don't know what you're doing with prisons in the first place just call them graveyards. And so here's the thing is that um, this is a really, t- really tough call. Do I th- on paper, I think that, yes, you should have the death penalty. But the whole point that he's trying to stress is that this horrible experience this one child had is to, like, say it's, like it's more of a revenge kind of issue. And so it, 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 that becomes kind of a, like self-indulgent in many ways. And I don't know. It's a tough call. It's a, it's a really, really tough call but i think that you know they should face pu- face punishment even if they're in jail for life with no possibility of parole that's my that's my important takeaway it's like if you're not going to use the death penalty life without the possibility of parole all right but you know can they be real rehabilitated that's the question that's the question i've been asking ever since raising arizona all right uh yeah halfway through the stories going to be a short show all right so Skidmore student says cancel culture blocked Young Americans for Liberty chapter. A college student at at a school in New York said that she and other students were the target of cancel culture campaign that resulted in them not being able to form a Young Americans for Liberty chapter. Hannah Davis and two of her fellow classmates at Skidmore College in Saratoga Springs, New York, wanted to form a YAL chapter at their school. Their goal was to promote freedom of speech on college campuses and destroy groupthink. Quote groupthink. Uh, Davis and her classmates came under attack from an alleged cancel culture campaign that included a Change.org petition that not only targeted their burgeoning organization but the students themselves. The alleged cancel culture campaign led led to their YAL chapter being rejected for organization on campus by the Student Government Association. Excuse me. Nope. Oh, where was I? Okay. A cancel culture campaign, this is a quote, a uh, cancel culture campaign was organized against us, um, which they coined as holding students accountable for their actions, Davis told the Times Union, which first broke the story. Uh, YAL at Skidmore, Skidmore is not participated, has not participated in any hateful behavior that they want us to take accountability before. Quote, 4. This, this idea of collectivized guilt resulted in members of our chapter being forced to leave due to harassment, Davis added. I would have been subjected to endless harassment, false accusations, and threats of violence in which Skidmore has been slow in addressing properly. The petition against the formation of the YAL chapter in Skidmore claimed that the national YAL group had engaged in a pattern, quote, pattern of racism, homophobia, transphobia, and cannot be disputed. <laughs> it also alleged the school had become increasingly hostile hostile to students of color and that it, was no coincidence that this club is being uh, proposed following months of bold activism by students of color. The Student Government Association told Davis that, quote, concerns of hate speech and making students on campus feel unsafe were the reasons for the rejection. Davis alleged the Student Government Association decision was biased. <laughs> to say the least. The Skidmore College president... uh Mark Connor told the Times Union that the decision for a YAL chapter to be established at the school fell to the Student Government Association. Quote, the student leaders whom our students have elected as their representatives have the right to vote and to decide on the outcome of this process, Connor said in a statement to the Times Union. Washing his hands. This is an important part of the educational experience for our students as they freely conduct their affairs and think about the public discourse, civil engagement, and campus culture. Sidestep. These fundamental rights apply to all, regardless of political persuasion and other differences, including views and beliefs, Connor added. The rare exception would be hate speech, in, uh, in which violence is clearly the goal, which would not be tolerated in our community. As always, I encourage all members of our community to exercise their freedom of speech and freedom of associ- association to engage with each other and pa- with patience, courtesy, and respect for one another. Skidmore College, the College's uh, college Student Government Association, and YAL did not immediately respond to Fox News' request for comment. The censorship of conservatives, and now libertarians, at colleges and universities, universities across the country has grown, but students are fighting back. Recently, two University of Chicago students, Audrey Unverfirth and Evita Duffy, founded a college uh, student-run newspaper dedicated to conservative and libertarian viewpoints. The motto of their new venture, quote, outthink the mob. Yeah. That's what, like I said earlier, you know, this is just a very complex version of cyberbullying, you know, and I don't know why you're having a bunch of college students in charge of making decisions like that, you know, college students are idiots, (laughs) you know, and plus, you know, I don't care if you're a private, I don't care if you're a private company in America, I don't care if you're a college in America, you're still in America, so you should enforce American laws on, on college campuses, all right, freedom of speech. Just because a bunch of hippie, hippie liberal-ass, woke students are running the student, uh, the student government doesn't give them the right to say some other group shouldn't exist because everyone feels threatened that some conservative group is going to be on their campus. I'm sorry. Even if you scare these people underground, they're still going to be on your campuses. All right? They're still going to be around. Even if you shut these people out of the Internet, they're still going to be there. Idiots. All right, let's go over to these two (laughs) lighter subjects before we close out for the day. Uh, The Justice League Snyder Cut drops early by mistake on HBO Max. (laughs) Fans got a surprise Monday on HBO Max. The highly anticipated Justice League Director's Cut by Zack Snyder, a.k.a. hashtag Snyder Cut, accidentally leaked on the streaming service. According to reports, when some fans selected to watch the new Tom and Jerry movie, the re-edited DC comic movie started instead. Damn it. It was wasted on a bunch of four-year-olds. <laughs> One user told Variety that I was able to watch an hour of Justice League before it cut out. <laughs> HBO Max confirmed the accidental leak to Fox News in a statement. Zack Snyder's Justice League was temporarily available on HBO Max, and the error was addressed within minutes, the spokesman for the company said. Snyder's version of the superhero film features Ben Affleck as Batman, Henry Cavill as Superman, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, Jason Momoa as Aquaman, Ray Fisher as Cyborg, and Ezra Miller as The Flash. The film was originally released in 2017 to mediocre box office success and poor reviews after director Joss Whedon took over the post-production because Snyder stepped away due to the tragic death of his daughter. Whedon conducted extensive reshoots and rewrites, which left many fans aching for the original Snyder version. After years of rumors, Snyder's four-hour version drops Thursday, March 18th. You know they have it, you know. You know they have it. It's like going into McDonald's after, I mean, I, just before like all day breakfast. And you going into McDonald's. I know you got sausage biscuits back there. I know you got some back there. I know you got some sausage and biscuits. Some eggs. <laughs> I know you got it back there. And so they're just holding out on you. You know, they're holding it back on you. And so they accidentally drop it. And this is, this is what's funny about having streaming services and stuff like that. Is that errors like this will happen, you know. Well, it's just—I wonder if that, like, the link for the Tom and Jerry thing. It's like if they're taking that down as they're putting putting up the Justice League Snyder cut. Anyway, I want to see. I hope to see it, (coughs) and um, I hope it's better than the original. Wow, it's awful. All right, one last story that makes me laugh. LA teachers warn not to share vacation pics as unions seek safe (laughs) return to classrooms uh U T L A teachers I guess that's United Teachers Union of Los Angeles anyway United Teachers of Los Angeles I guess teachers uh U T L A teacher teachers have been warned not to post vacation pictures on social media as the union as the union continues to seek a safe return to in-person instruction amid the coronavirus pandemic according to a report Monday <laughs> The teachers were urged to keep spring break pictures off of social media because it could hurt the union's argument that it's currently unsafe to return to the classroom, according to a screenshot that appeared to be from roughly 5,700 members of Facebook group uh, titled UTLA FB group members only. Uh, Quote, friendly reminder, if you're planning any trips for spring break, please keep that off of social media. It is hard to argue that it is unsafe for in-person instruction if parents in the public see vacation photos and international travel opposed from the group. Read, according to Fox 11 of Los Angeles reporter Bill Malugan. Forgive me if I mispronounced that, sir. You hey, case <laughs> chirping in my ear anyway. Uh, Amen. Responded one group. Uh, <laughs> Amen. Responded one group member. To the post, or better yet, don't travel on spring break and set an example, wrote in another. <laughs> the warning comes, comes after UTLA members voted overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly to reject what the union called an unsafe return to the classroom unless certain demands were met, according to Los Angeles Teachers Union President uh, Cicely Meyer Cruz on Friday. Over five days of voting, 24,580 ballots were cast, with 91% voting yes and 9% voting no. The screen grab was, uh, was seized by critics of the vote. Quote, the union's decision to condone international va- uh, vacations while keeping students and educators from returning to classrooms is so hypocritical you'd think that Governor Gavin Newsom thought of it himself. John Burke, the communications director for uh, Kevin Faulconer to- uh, for Governor, told Fox News, our spineless governor refuses to stand up to them and do what is right for our students. It's time to recall Newsom. Yeah, he's got his own agenda. Uh, for in-person teaching, To resume, the UTLA is demanding the L.A. County move out of the state's purple tier, ensure staff is either fully vaccinated or provide access to full vaccination, and certain coronavirus safety measures be put in place on campus. Uh, The vote was announced the same day that Newsom said he signed the $6.6 billion package to accelerate the safe return to in-person instruction across the state. While the proposal doesn't order schools to reopen, those who fail to do so by April 1st will lose 1% of eligibility funds for every day they miss the deadline. The union didn't respond to a late night request for comment from v- Fox News. I like that statement right there. The union didn't respond to a late night request for a comment from Fox News. What do you do? Call it midnight. You didn't want to comment, did you? Yeah, you didn't want to comment, did you? <laughs> the the union issued the following statement to Fox 11. Uh, we have a diverse membership and we're able to post they are able to post their views on on personal Facebook pages and in this Facebook group, however, UTLA does not monitor nor is responsible for the content. We do not want to discourage a robust dialogue for members in the public square of opinion. Now, uh, I don't know what you see if you can see what is funny about this story. Is that they don't want people? It's hard for them to argue that it's, there's some dangerous pandemic out there while everyone's going about their normal business on vacations and so forth. We don't want you going to Paris <laughs> when it's when it's the, when the sickness is creeping into our lives and it's going to kill all our teachers. Instead, of, it, the real fact of the matter is that this is a bunch of lazy, lazy women. All right, they, they you know they they want to stay at home all day. They want to stay in their PJs all day and drink wine at noon and. <laughs> take their vacations when they want to and still spo- post them on social be- media but in the government's eyes it's a horrible pandemic and we all need to be vaccinated and 100% safe and that's not that's not really what is happening it's just power it's a power grab it's a power grab bunch of crazy crazy people trying to trying to dictate how you live how we all live our lives but it's not going to work it's not going to work <laughs> The more you tighten your grip, grip talking, the more star systems will slip through your fingers. Because that's what they are. They're a bunch of online bullies. You yeah. know, that's what they are. Anyway, I want to remind you again to go over to Shock Monkey Radio. I'm sorry, to Patreon.com slash Become a patron. I would really appreciate it. You can also send me money through Cash App. Use the cash tag Shock Monkey Radio. Uh, find me on YouTube. Uh, I, I you know, broadcast this live on YouTube uh every every week and then I'll make clips like around the weekend so you know come come Saturday or something like that you might have a little little shorter clips that are fun to share a little bite-sized segment you can send to somebody uh, I would appreciate it. Find me on Parlor, you know, Join Parlor, you know, you might you might find more like-minded people um uh, there. <laughs> so definitely look me up on Parlor, look me up on social media, I'm also on Facebook, search Shock Monkey Radio Redux. Um yeah. So Yeah, I'm done. (laughs) This has been Shock Monkey Radio. I'm your host, the Madman, and I love you.